all because of their mother's faith. Amen? Moms, you make a difference. It's important to, to raise your children in the way that they should go. Don't, don't look at the things, don't look at the distractions, but just keep your eyes on the word of God that promises you that they will turn to God. Amen? If you bring them up in the way that they should go. Hallelujah. And we just want to say a special thank you this morning. All of you moms, you know, uh, moms really, uh, they're the biggest givers in the church in so many different ways. They're the ones that, that show up working with our children and in our nursery. You're preaching they're... my message. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> Anyhow. I get just, the leftovers. Just, Amen. I'll let, him, I'll, let him th I'll let him preach that, but I just, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts because you're a big part of, of the vision of Living Word Church. Amen? And uh, you just, uh, you take things by the horns. Even, even with our Christian school coming up, I have so many, it's the moms that are trying to figure how can we make this happen? And, and, and they, just, they just have a heart to see uh, the work of God go forward. Amen? Not that dads don't, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm shortchanging what I was going to say, so because I'm going to turn oh, it over okay. to Pastor. But I just want to say thank you. We love you guys and happy Mother's this Day. This is uh, we'll tag we'll tag teach, okay? That's okay. Preach. <laughs> Praise God. Where'd I go from here? Huh. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Agatha Christie wrote this. She said, my sister said once, anything I don't want mother to know, I don't even think of when she's in the room. <laughs> How many of you can relate to that? Husbands can too. <laughs> Hallelujah. They have a, a supernatural sense of what's going on even though nothing is said all right glory to god amen i, I like that uh, quote there but uh you know in the bible we see some amazing mothers glory to god and we'll mention some of them this morning but uh and and i'm going to tell you some of the mothers that uh even more current than the bible mothers because moms is what really makes it happen it really does. And uh, I, I tell you, uh, we, you guys, you know what I'm saying. It, it, what do I preach on Father's Day? I have a lot to preach on Mother's Day, but what do I say about dads? You, you <laughs> dads are fun. Yeah, like Donna said, uh, dad will do anything for me. Yeah. Glory to God. But we'll cover that in Dad's Day. But, you know, uh, you know talking about building the church and, and so many, I'm getting off of everything now. I'm all mixed up. So uh, <laughs> uh, building the church, we're going to talk about, you know, our, our families and, and our kids also, how you impact the family. But, uh, you know, Dr. Cho built the largest church in the world. I don't know if it still is, but uh, he, he said he couldn't, get, he couldn't get men. Now, God gave him the idea of cell groups, small groups. He was probably the first one that initiated small groups, and they called them cell groups in, North, in South Korea. 
And so uh, he had a hard time getting the men to get involved. So he built his church around the women. How many of you know women get things done? And my wife has pushed this season. We got a fence in our backyard. We got our shed redone. She's getting a new kitchen floor. And in my thinking, everything's fine. Why do we have to mess with something? You know? But you women are pushers, right? Hallelujah. Us guys throw some blankets up on the windows. Uh, You know, just give me an easy chair and that's it. Glory to God. (laughs) But you ladies, you are the planners. You are the visionaries, usually, of everything that goes on. And you give directions, amen, to the whole family, even husbands. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. I'll, I'll stop there. Praise the Lord. Let's look at uh, Proverbs chapter 31. Let's get it, go to the word. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28 and 29. And uh, this is New King James, guys. If I don't tell you anything else, it's usually New King James on the, on the, uh, that I send you, okay? It says, <clears throat> look at this. Her children, it's talking about a mom here. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her, and there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. And I'm here to tell you, and I know Pastor Judy agrees, we have some of the best moms here at Living Word. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. (laughs) Hallelujah. You you really surpass them all. Amen. In in so many areas. Glory to God. Uh, And young Timothy. I want to talk about him, and again, we'll share some other uh, great people in the Bible that had some great moms, but uh, the Apostle Paul, this is one scripture we use probably every year because it's so uh, important. It, it, it tells us that what we leave our children, and we've, t- we've talked about legacy around here, amen, and we can leave inheritances and so on and so forth, but what you leave spiritually and deposited in the lives of your children will remain forever, generation after generation after generation. Amen? Even if they go away, the Bible says if you bring up a child in the way that they should go, they'll not depart from it. Amen? And you can look at different ones uh, that, grow, that, that did get out. You know, a lot of times church kids... They get a little bit rebellious because they're made to come to church and so on and so forth. But during the years that they come and set under the word, there's a deposit that's put on the inside of them. Amen. And uh, they might sin, but they won't enjoy doing it. Come on now. (laughs) They might try the world, but they're not going to be an enjoyment in it because there's the word of God. A seed has been planted. But this is what the Apostle Paul told young Timothy. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. Now notice verse 5. It says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith. Amen. In other words, uh, there's something that was noted, noticed in, in these women, all right? When I call to remember the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, 
and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded, is in you also. Amen? And genuine faith is faith without hypocrisy. In other words, there was a notable uh, something, excellence in Timothy's spirit that the Apostle Paul noticed in Grandma and in, in, in his mom, and he says it's also in you. Hallelujah. Uh, four areas that, that was notable was genuine love for Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Passionate for the things of God. Amen. For, their, for her grandson and, and the other children probably. Non-wavering. Non-wavering. You're not wishy-washy. Mom says it in his law. Amen. And showing by example. Showing by example. Hallelujah. That's so important that, uh, you know, and, and we, we see some great women in the Bible. Think about uh, Moses' mom who had the decree that went out that all of the, the newborn males would be killed. All right? But guess what? Mom had a better idea. And think about the, the, just what, what she had to think through. She got a, a weave basket, put, put pitch around it so it would float, put her baby boy. It was all planned out. You guys are planners, amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't know if dad would have thought it would have took him longer to build something. He would have probably tried to buy, build a baby yar, a, a ark or something like that, you know? That it took 50 years. But no, mom got a basket, you know, and just pitch it with tar around it, make it waterproof, put the baby in there, planned, planned. Pharaoh's daughter was going to come down at a certain time every day, and he, she put her, his sister over there. So, you know, everything, just everything, everything was planned. So Moses, the deliverer of, of Israel from the bondage of Egypt, was born, amen, but mom was involved in that, glory to God. We give credit to Moses and so on and so forth and what the, the exploits that he did. Hey, how about mom? If it wasn't for mom, Moses wouldn't have been there. The deliverer wouldn't have been there. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, just, you know, we, we talked about the, the mother of Jesus, Mary. I think often about the first miracle that, he, that he'd performed, well, Mama is the one that started everything, <laughs> and in fact, Jesus got upset at her, at his mom, and said, "Woman, you may, what would you do if your child came up and told, you, hey, woman, what are you trying to do? It's not my time, woman, you know." But Mary, you know, and she forced the issue. Mary had something in her heart. She knew that she was, you know, that, that her son Jesus was something special. There was anointing about. And so she initiated literally the first miracle in the Bible. Amen. She said, do what he tells you to do. Boy, putting on the spot. Woman, what do you want me to do? Do something. I don't care what you do. Well, he turned water into wine. Hallelujah. So, Mary. See, I mean, and some, some of you young people, you wonder how you get done what you get done. It's because of your mother. All right? It's because of your mother. Hallelujah. Mama, praise God. Hallelujah. So, uh, 
it was in Timothy's grandmother. And it was passed down, something was deposited in his mother. And then it came down the, the lineage to Timothy himself. And it's so important to understand that, uh, that, that moms have played a part. Listen, moms has, has raised presidents. Amen? There's a couple of different moms I want to talk to you about. Susanna Wesley. Remember, any of you studied church history, the Wesley brothers? They were the initiators of really the Methodist church. They wrote a lot of the, the gospel hymns. But I want to read some of these. It says, Susanna Wesley had 19 children. Come on, ladies. You're getting behind. No wonder dad wasn't around. Okay. Uh, I'll leave that there. Amen. <clears throat> well, anyway, she had 19 children, including John and Charles Wesley, who are famous for founding the Methodist Church and writing many beloved Christian hymns. Although she endured many hardships throughout her life, including being deserted for a time by her husband and grieving over the death of several of her children, Susanna maintained a strong faith in God and showed that example to her children. Amen. Wow. Talking about integrity. Susanna Wesley. Mary Washington. How many of you know Brother George? George Washington, first president general that helped win the Revolutionary War. Mary Ball Washington was a mother of America's first president, George Washington. Her husband died when George Washington was 10 years old, so Mary raised George and uh, her other children as a single mother. She relied on the Lord to do so. She was very committed to prayer. Say committed to prayer. And would often go to a particular spot she had, uh, she had to uh, quietly pray to God for her children. George Washington is even credited by saying, all that I am, I owe my mother. All that I am, I owe my mother. First president of the United States. Abigail Adams, we're getting closer to home. John and John Quincy Adams, amen. Abigail Adams was the wife of John Adams, America's second president, while John's work in Congress and all that he did to make the birth of the new nation possible is to be commended. We shouldn't forget the important role Abigail played. It is said that behind every great man is a great woman. Can you say amen? amen? And it is certainly true of Abigail Adams. She and her husband shared many, many letters of correspondence that testify to her commitment to her husband and her five children and her country. She was also a woman of prayer. Abraham Lincoln famously said, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. And his mother died when he was nine years old. But while she lived, it impacted Abraham Lincoln. Amen? And he was a spiritual man. Hallelujah. See, our country was founded on, on people of prayer, on moms that knew how to pray. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm thinking about, and I've shared, we have a lot of new people, but I, uh, since I probably shared this, but, uh, you know, a Crothers Church where my mom and dad spent their, their uh, teenage years. 
They grew up there, got saved, got baptized in the spirit, so on and so forth, and got married. <laughs> Amen. Uh, they had a lot of the young, young boys in World War II over in Europe and also in the islands, the Philippines, so on and so forth, you know, fighting the Japanese and the Germans, so on and so forth. They, many of the young boys, they did not lose one. Not one got killed because of the prayer that went forth from that church. Amen? A bunch of praying women, hallelujah, that knew how to pray. Glory to God. Billy Graham's mom said this, or this was said about her. But it is her influence on him that he says was initial to his coming to know Christ. And it's this a, a daily consistency in her faith that was essential in shaping her son. In his memoir, Just As I Am, Billy Graham tells how his mother was essential in the spiritual formation of her children. She provided a sense of family stability, unity, and we really cared about each other and we liked doing things together. So that was a testimony of, of Billy Graham, amen, which won a lot. So see, moms, you know, your, your children might be brats and so on and so forth, but you don't know what they're going to turn out to be. I mean, some moms know by the Spirit of God, but presidents, pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers, amen, Godly businessmen and business women that we need in the marketplace to see this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit take place. And I'm not saying, uh, dads, you're here, you're responsible just as much as moms. But there's something about a mother, glory to God, that God speaks to, that God nurtures, that God prepares for the family. You know, when my mom passed away, it was 2016 now, I found her diary. 1947. Wow. I got to read her diary. Wow. <laughs> it's all in cursive. I'm glad she had decent writing. A lot of it's faded away now. But uh, this is a five-year diary. And uh, from California, as I said, she went to the same church as my dad, both, both families. And uh, almost every page... It was about church. It was about church. Think about that. I have uh, just a couple things. 1943, December 29th, went to church. W.C. Daniels, that's, that was my uncle, my dad's older brother, got saved and was filled with the Holy Spirit. Another one, went to church. <laughs> All of them went to church. That was an interesting diary. <laughs> and you know what? I found out why I went to church. <laughs> Every time the church was open, I went to church. So I didn't do a diary, but, you know, it was in me. So you can see what Paul saw in, in Timothy's grandmother and mom. Went to church, got drugged to church. And it didn't matter, and, and actually... You know, we had Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and usually a prayer meeting. And then when Dad went to mow the lawn at the church or there was a prayer meeting, I was always drugged to church. 
And that's probably why I'm still in church today. Amen. There was something deposited in my life. Amen. Just living, just, just going. And did I want to go to church all the time? No. There was times, you know, when, you know, Mom, can I stay home? It's Wednesday night. I have, you know, school the next day and so on and so forth. And there was a good movie coming on TV. I didn't tell her that. That's when we had three channels. In black and white, okay? Some of you young people, you don't understand that. <laughs> but nope, nope. I remember one time I was going to mow the lawn because I'd love to do things for dad. I'd mow the lawn. I was going to use that as an excuse to go to church. And I had my old clothes on. And mom came out and said, are you ready for church? No, I'm mowing the lawn for dad. Get to church. Get to church. Get to church. So, you know, Pastor Judy and I, I mean, we were pastors, of course. But, uh, you know, I, even if we weren't pastors, I believe with all my heart that our children would have been drugged to church. It was an important part of our life to serve the Lord and to teach our children. I'd love to see the young people up in the media center and teaching and, and, and working on learning things and being involved. Why? Because there, there's been an example of the older Christians, even the men and everybody, everybody together. But again, Mom, thank you for making it work. Thank you for making it work all the time. Hallelujah. Uh, praise God. And listen, if you will be a, a mom of prayer, God will tell you things in the spirit about your children. Not that you go tell them. And I appreciate my mom because when she was going to church every day, <laughs> she went to a youth rally once and God spoke to her and said she'd have a son and he'd be a minister. And that's youth rally, way back before she got married. And, uh, and so she kept that in her heart. Remember the words of Mary? She pondered in her heart about the things that the angel had told, told her about Emmanuel, Jesus. Had something in her heart. She pondered all through his life when, thing, when he did things and went through things. There were things that nobody else could understand but her. And there are some things about your children that dad don't understand, but mom, you understand. And, and it's your job to pray it through. Amen. Amen. I remember the day when, after I had answered the call to, to be a minister, that mom came to me and set me down on the couch, and she told me about that incident when, when God told her that, she would have a son and be a minister. But she didn't try to direct me that, that way. She didn't speak into my life. You gotta be a preacher, you gotta do this. No, she didn't. You know, there are a lot of things young people wanna be growing up in different stages, you know, uh, to work in different things. I thought about, it'd be cool. I'd lived in California and we had the Sierra Nevadas. It'd been great to be a forest ranger. And, and so on and so forth, and uh, you know, different things come into mind as a, you're thinking, you're getting your high school years, and what are you gonna do for an occupation? But when the Lord touched me, then, amen, we had that testimony and that connection together that only you moms can have. So pray, and even though your, your children might not be going that particular way, just remind the Lord. 
Just remind the Lord, Lord, this is what you spoke to my heart years ago. I'm not going to try to influence my children, but, but you are in charge. You have their plan written in a book, and I'm praying. I'm interceding. There were nights and nights and nights. I was by, I, my room was next to my grandmother's room. She lived with us uh, as I was growing up because Grandpa died of cancer, you know, before I was born on my mom's side, and I'd hear her pray in tongues through the wall. I just, every night she'd, she'd pray in tongues. She'd pray in tongues. Glory to God in the spirit. Hallelujah. And I encourage you, and we thank God for you ladies that are moms. And, and I just want you to, to, to not lose hope that your, your sons and your daughters that even, uh, that are adults now, they have the spirit of God. They have the seed of the word on the inside of them. You keep believing God. You keep speaking life over them. Amen? And they'll turn around. I don't care if they're running from God. They can't. Jonah tried that and it didn't work. Amen? They will not go to hell because you're praying them into heaven. You're declaring they're serving God, that they are filled with the Holy Spirit, that they are, that they are doing what they've been called to do. Amen? And it's you and God, you and God. I want to read this, and I know I've done it in the past, but I just want to read this story, or this song, a part of this song by Randy Travis. It says, when mama prayed, good things happened. When mama prayed, lives were changed. Not much more than five foot tall. But mountains, big and small, crumbled all away when Mama prayed. It isn't like every one of them got answered, but the times they weren't, it seems to me, were rare. You almost felt sorry for the devil, because heaven knows he didn't have a prayer when Mama prayed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I want all the moms to stand. I want you to come down in the front. And I'm going to ask my wife to come up, and we just want to pray and bless you guys. Come on. Come on, moms. <clears throat> we want to just surround you by prayer. This is a day that we celebrate moms. Amen. Glory to God. Look at this. Look at this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Now, guys, we got to catch up. Look at the number of moms. Moms, you're building the church. You're building the church. Glory to God. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And I just want to say this. You're not just building the church. You're building your cities. You're building the nation when yes. you're building your children. When you're building your families, you are affecting <laughs> our nation. Amen. You're building God on the inside of them. You're, you're, you're just, and, and, and you know what? Just remember this. The word of God is like no other words that you can put in your children because they are seeds and they are living seeds and those seeds will never die. A seed will not die. And you just keep watering that seed and you just keep speaking it because God's word will not ever fail. And I just want to remind you, because the days are evil that we're in. There's so many crazy things out there. But God will protect your children. God will give them favor. And if they're not in the kingdom, you and your household shall be saved. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah.